I was a school safety patrol boy, 12 years old, assigned to the corner of Lita and Ogama Avenue in Flint, Michigan. Not far away from my post were three iconic landmarks in the Flint Elementary School neighborhood. Mary Sunshine Dairy, Balkan Breads, and Yetos Hardware, right there on Circle Drive. For most kids, the uh, far and away the best of those three stores was Mary Sunshine Dairy. It was the first of a long generation of party stores in our town. Party stores were allowed to take food stamps from its customers, many of them poor and looking for alcohol and drugs. The stores became a place where guns and drugs uh, and prohibited merchandise like beer and wine were swapped illegally for food stamps. The federal government didn't design the food stamp program very well back then. I remember resident agent, a resident agent in charge of the Flint office of the United States Secret Service approaching me one day at the courthouse and advising that they had a problem with a Flint party store. When we think of the United States Secret Service, we usually think of protecting the president and finding people who counterfeit $20 bills. In this case, the Secret Service was enforcing the food stamp program's laws, trading guns and dope for food stamps, as you can imagine, was prohibited. What happened was the Flint Secret Service Office had conducted a sting operation at a party store on the near north side of Flint. It had busted the owner for various crimes and then used agents to continue to operate the store undercover as store clerks. The agents were transacting beer, alcohol, wine, groceries, and other items. The result was about 130 people getting arrested for illegally trading and having food stamps discounted in value in order to buy prohibited items such as liquor, and in some cases they traded guns. In other words, the customers would come in and make these illegal propositions to the store clerks who they thought were store clerks, not cops, but they were really federal agents. So the federal government doesn't exactly see itself in the party store business. Further, unlike popular perception, the FBI and other agencies of the federal government, like the Secret Service, are supposed to land the kingpins, not the peons. So in, in this situation at hand, the Secret Service agents actually did very good work. It must have been fun and out of the ordinary for a Fed. So the United States District Attorney could not figure out how 130 food stamp fraud cases ended up in his office. That's a lot of cases for a U.S. attorney, a lot of criminal cases. Thus, the visit by the resident agent in charge of the Flint Office of the Secret Service. He wanted my office to handle his amazing work in the state court system where I suppose he thought, and the U.S. Attorney thought, that the poor little guy crooks, they belong there. I smiled and praised his genius scheme of running a party store. 
It was a rather courageous thing to do. The end result was most of those caught up in the sting were put in a pretrial diversion program where the crooks could get substance abuse treatment and pledged to stay out of trouble for a year, and if so, their cases were eventually dismissed or reduced. Back to Mary Sunshine Dairy. Patrol boys, like most kids after school on a warm spring day, loved to shop the party store for candy, pop, and baseball cards. What I have stuck in my mind about Mary Sunshine Dairy was the bread. It was called Balkan bread. It took years for me to figure out why it got its name. But the bread was homemade and it was good. But Mary Sunshine Dairy, even back in the late 60s and early 70s, became a place where strange things happened. Many of the Flint area party stores were, were drive-in stores. That is, many of Mary Sunshine Dairy stores were drive-in stores, and that was their innovation. The Flint School Neighborhood Store was walk-in only, no drive-in. In that neighborhood, the houses were well-kept, things were in order, and crime was not much of an issue. That is until the party store started to appear on the landscape. The neighbors were concerned about this store. I remember that occasionally, the place would get held up at gunpoint. That was scary business. It was even more scary for me, as my mom told me she was in Charlie's drugstore when an armed robbery happened and the owner of the store was shot and killed in her presence. I was always leery of party stores after learning that Mary Sunshine Dairy was held up by a man with a gun. In 1978, long after my patrol boy days were over, a Flint, a Flushing, Michigan uh, area party uh, store, Mary Sunshine Dairy, was the scene of a triple murder straight out of Hollywood. At that time, and even now, Flushing is an affluent bedroom community of Flint where shoplifting and traffic offenses dominate the court docket. In an article recounting the robbery 35 years after the fact, the Flint Journal quoted Michael Prast, and he said, quote, I wish this stuff had never happened. I do feel bad about everything. They didn't have it coming, but they walked into a bad situation, he said. Prosecutors and police said Prast and co-defendant Ricky Newell killed without mercy. After plotting the Flushing Arm robbery, they determined to leave no witnesses behind. These guys were ruthless killers, and Prast was a real, real bad character, said former Tennessee County Prosecutor Robert F. Leonard, who personally argued for life without parole and separate trials for the first-degree murderers. Quote, you realize when you got into the case, you got two really bad guys here. The two young men at the time, Prast and Newell, walked into the party store, rounded up the store clerk and two other people, and executed high school student Robert L. Shep Jr. and clerks Elizabeth Hale and Shirley Parvin on March 20th, 1978. That was a crime that netted the robbers just $220. 
before they were arrested by Flint police, excuse me, by the police, and eventually convicted of felony murder. The random brutality of the case put the fear of God into the people of Flushing, even to this day. Mary Sunshine Dairy, on the other hand, was a, sh a chain of stores that has long since went out of business in the Flint area. The stores were characterized by an innovative A-frame construction of its buildings. A person could drive their car up to the store and get a gallon of milk and a six-pack of beer without ever getting out of their car. And that all happened within just minutes. Amazing. While, and then at the time, extremely unique. While they were classified in the minds of the locals as a party store, some in the Flint area might disagree about the party description as most people who went to these stores were stopping after work or on a break to get a quick snack and, and go get a drink. The stores were the brainchild of Joe Drudy, a legendary Flint area businessman who was extremely innovative. While Joe Drudy has passed on, the stores have closed for the most part and a part of Flint history is now gone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to the story, Flint History. I hope to see you again. Please give me a call or uh, better yet, uh, subscribe to our podcast and like us on Apple, uh, Apple Podcast as well. Have a good day. Goodbye.